0: Matthew chapter number 17 we're going to read a few verses Matthew chapter 17 they were in a situation listen All hope was gone. The Bible said when when all hope of getting rescued, all hope of being delivered, all hope of, listen, everything going right was gone. When it was gone. Paul stood up and said, fellas, everything's going to be alright. He said, I've heard from God. I've heard from God. And then then even more importantly, he said, I believe God. Now listen, it's one thing to hear from him. But it's another thing to believe him. I believe that is the greatest problem with Christians today, is their unbelief. He said, I believe God. What did he believe? He said, I believe it will be just like he told me it would be. Everyone will be okay. Everyone. I'm talking about everyone. I believe God. If you believe God this morning, say amen. Amen. You'll read with me in Matthew 17 and verse number 14. We're going to read just a few verses and and I want to do, uh, you don't necessarily have to uh, give the first few alliterated points that I'm going to give you. It's just going to be a running commentary getting down uh, to where we want to be. Uh, There was just way too much good stuff in this particular chapter just to stay focused on the deal. We're we're talking about fasting this morning. We're going to talk about that in... And teach on that here in a moment but but before we do a little teaching let me do a little preaching because there's enough in here to preach about amen I don't know how anybody can take this book and make it boring I I just don't understand how they could take the most important character and the most interesting character of all time and and, and this man was so interesting and so, so intriguing that everywhere he went, he had crowds following him. And, and for somebody to take it and bore it a tear. I, I don't understand that. Say amen. But let's read in Matthew 17, verse 14, and we'll, we'll, we'll start there and get somewhere. Amen. If you're there in verse 14, say amen. amen. <coughs> and when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. Or he's a lunatic. Somebody say amen right there. I just feel the need to, to praise right there. Amen. Sometimes parents, do I have a witness? Is there any parents in the house can relate to this gentleman? He's a lunatic. <laughs> he's a lunatic and sore vexed. For oftentimes he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you and how long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. Jesus rebuked the devil and he departed out of him and the child was cured from that very hour. I'm glad when, when things get in the presence of God, things start picking up. When I find myself failing at what I'm trying to do and I I, I find everything I put my fingerprints on just falls to pieces and I just give up and give it to God, God fixes it right on time. From that very hour, the man was healed. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing, say it with me, and nothing, say it with me, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. Howbeit, this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. This kind. I want to preach this morning on the subject this kind. If there's anything that God's people need today, it's this kind. If there's anything I desire in my heart and in my life and in the ministry and in my own, listen, in my own way, I need this kind. Oh, God, help us to get this kind. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your word. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for this crowd. Thank you for these people who are faithful to your house. God, let them not leave disappointed. Let them hear from you this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. There's a few things that we see in this, this portion of Scripture and, and really to understand and, 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 and get a good uh, overall picture of stories in the Gospels. It's good to go and find the same stories in other different Gospels and you'll get a, a more completed picture of what was going on. To understand this story you need to understand that jesus and uh, peter james and john had been up in a mountain praying uh jesus was re- revealing himself to his disciples and the bible said he was transfigured before them i mean they were in a mountaintop experience and and when they came down off of the mountain uh jesus peter james and john they run into a multitude they run in a big crowd and they find that that, that that Jesus' other disciples are in the midst of this crowd and, and there is disputing going on. Uh, the disciples are having to deal with failure and the disciples are having to deal with critics that are there criticizing them and making fun of them. And And Jesus walks up into the middle of all that mess and... He says, what in the world's going on around here? What in the world are you disputing with my disciples about? What question ye with them? And the man that brought the problem to the disciples, a man whose son had been, listen, he had, he was demon possessed, he was epileptic, he was deaf and dumb, he had a problem that no doctor could fix, he had a problem that no man can handle, and from a child, this was not a little baby boy, I believe I, he may have been an adult son, but he said he had it from his childhood he came to Jesus and said I've got a problem I've got a burden I've got a need I've got something that nobody can do for me I've tried this and I've tried that I am desperate in my situation the first thing we see in this story is a desperate father we see a desperate father, hey, listen, somebody who's at the end of their rope, somebody who has nowhere else to turn, some in it, it amazing that, that we never turn to him till there's nowhere else to turn. I'm here to tell you, I've been studying and reading and, and trying to find something that's going to help us in the hour we're living in, in this in this difficult time, but I'm telling you God's for years have been trying to get the United States attention. He sent disaster after disaster, hurricane after hurricane. Uh, Listen, 9-11, and we have not opened our eyes, but God's getting our attention now. Listen, we see a desperate father. We see a disappointing failure. He said, Jesus, I came. I came to your disciples, and, and they couldn't cure him. They couldn't cure him. They they may have said a prayer. They may have done what they did before, but it did not work. I am still in the position that I've been in before. Now, how many of you prayed before and it didn't happen? A disappointing failure. Listen, who was it disappointing to? It was disappointing to the one that needed it, it was disappointing to the Father. He came to a place that he hoped would would have help. And he came to a place where he thought he could find ministry. He came to a place because he had heard. He had heard that there was help down there with them guys. and, And he was disappointed. How many people go into churches every single every single Sunday? They go into churches that are supposed to have the answer. They go into churches that are supposed to, listen, have the answer to their problem. We said Jesus is the answer to all of our problems, and that is true. But they go into places that are colder than an igloo. They go into places where the Spirit of God is not at. They go to the place that does not have the hand of God upon it, and they leave disappointed. That is not the only one disappointed in this situation. Jesus walked upon them when he found out what had happened. He said, oh, faithless generation. How many times has God given us the ability to accomplish what we need to accomplish? He's given us the authority to accomplish what we need to accomplish, but we don't. How many churches and how many ministries? How many people is God looking down upon? And the Bible says in the laodice, oh, God wouldn't feel that way. The Bible says in the Laodicea in church age, and that's where we're at now. It is making God sick. He said, Because you're lukewarm, then I'll spew thee out of my mouth. We see a disappointing failure, but then we see we see a disciples that are frustrated. There's nothing more frustrating than failure. I can't, I can't criticize them. I'm too much like them. And I just have to say this. Don't make me preach on it you without sin. You throw the first one. I, I, can't, I can't find myself critiquing them because I, I find myself too much like them. I find myself too much like him as I study this story and I know what I know and I've known it my whole life. I I grew up in a Baptist church my whole life. I had a Baptist preacher as a daddy. I know God and I know what God can do but I still find myself sometimes not believing him. They were frustrated. They were frustrated. They came to Jesus and said, Why could we not cast him out? You say why were they frustrated? I believe they were frustrated because they had success before. I believe I believe the Bible says in Matthew chapter 10 that Jesus gave them ability Jesus gave them power. He sent them out and He said, I give you power to cast out devils. He said, I give you power to heal the sick. And they had it and they were successful before. And it is a very frustrating thing when you try to do the work of God and there were times when you were successful in it. There were times when God moved when you prayed. There was times when there was an anointing on the service before and you sang the same songs and you preached the same message and you prayed the same prayers, but it just wasn't the same. Boy, it's frustrating. Amen. You did it before. Why won't you do it now? Why? God, what's going on? Why could we not cast him out? And you know, I, I, I said something wrong. I said something wrong. I shared a thought as when I first started studying this. I'm going to learn better. I, I can't help it. I'll start studying something and I... I'll go to saying some things I see, and, and, and sometimes I don't get a good I I don't get it good studied out before I start talking. I'm gonna have to quit that because I shared some ideas and thoughts this earlier in this week about this particular chapter. In my mind, I was thinking, man, he said, "Howbeit, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting." And I, I thought when I first glanced, and, and even some commentaries say that, but they don't know what they're talking about. Uh, 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 they say it's talking about that demon. It's talking about that devil. Oh, there was devils they cast out, but, boy, this was a tougher devil. This was a difficult one. Boy, this was a different kind, and this kind does not go out but by prayer and fasting. But God showed me. I could not get peace about it. I, 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 I just kept looking. I said, man, why Why can't I get peace about that? And then I went back and looked, and God showed me in Luke chapter number 9 that Jesus gave them power over all devils so that ain't it that wasn't the problem it wasn't that they did not have the ability, it wasn't that they did not have power, God had already given them that power, he had given them that ability and the Bible says they had gone out and they were healing sicknesses and they were casting out devils and they came back rejoicing saying even the devils are subject to us now failure can y'all see their frustration? Have you ever been there? We see the disciples frustrated. Desperate father. Desperate father. Disappointing failure. Disciples frustrated. Then we find out Jesus. I'm glad when you do ask him, he will tell you. Sometimes people are afraid to ask me something because they know I'm going to tell them. Don't ask Jesus something unless you really want to know. Why could we not cast him out? Look in verse 20. Jesus said unto them, Because of your... Wow. Because of your unbelief. Find a delinquent faith. A delinquent faith. Jesus said, look, fellas. It ain't that you didn't have power. I already given you power. I already give you ability, but you just didn't believe me. It could be. Now I tried to, I tried to go and and study and see. Well, what caused their unbelief? They had it before. Why why didn't they have that? Could be. Could be that their you know Jesus was up on the mountain and he took the the three main disciples Peter James and John with them. It could have been they were a little jealous. It could have been. uh, Listen, that, that their main their main support to faith was away? Let me say this. It's easy to have faith when you're holding the hands of somebody with great faith. It's easy to have faith when when you're always in connection with somebody who can keep cheering you up. Come on, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. But boy, when that person's gone away... And it's just you and the devil? Oh, what's the preacher's number? I'm not making fun of y'all. I got some numbers myself. But you know, there's sometimes God will let that, that number just keep ringing and ringing and ringing. Because God don't want me to depend on my pacifier. Oh, I'm preaching now. (laughs) They'd done it before, but they didn't do it now. Maybe they were relying more on their brother than the word. Listen, this difficulty they faced might have been a little different. It might have seemed a little different. It might have seemed more intimidating. Listen, this was this devil, uh, listen, this man would fall on the ground wallowing and foaming. And I don't know about you, but that would intimidate me. Cast into the fire, and he had it since he was a little bitty baby. And, and you know, sometimes, sometimes we, 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 we set limits with God, and, and we think, well, God can only answer this kind of prayer. But boy, this kind over here, it's just so intimidating. I don't know if God can do that. I begin to, I, oh, oh boy. Let me read something to you. Matthew 13, 58. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. It says this, Mark 6, 4. But Jesus said unto them, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and in his own house. And he could not there do mighty work. No, he could not. It says, do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands on a few sick folk and healed them. Why? And he marveled because of their unbelief. Preacher, what are you saying? Saying this. Oh, Psalm 78. Psalm 78.1. Watch this here. This is so convicting. Man, this is so convicting. Psalm 78, verse 40. It's talking about the nation of Israel in the wilderness, the nation of Israel, who God brought plagues upon Egypt. I'm talking about miraculous hand of God doing one thing after another after another, showing Himself real and showing Himself powerful to lead them out of Egypt. He gave them water from a rock. He gave them manna from heaven. He gave them quail as much as they could eat. He never let their clothes rot off their back. He led them, listen, at night with a ball of fire to keep them warm and a cloud by day to keep them cool in the desert heat. A God who watched after every step they took. But the Bible says in Psalms 78 verse 40, How oft did they provoke Him in the wilderness and grieve Him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God. Watch this and limited the Holy One of Israel. What does that mean? What does that mean? The word limited there, I started looking that up, and it means to scrabble, to make scratches, to make marks, to make boundaries. What are you saying? Because of their unbelief, because of their lack of faith, They set boundaries for God. God only moved according to their faith. Preacher, what are you saying? How big a box do you got God in? Do you set boundaries in your life? Well, I believe God can do this. Well, that's exactly what He'll do. But if you believe God can move this mountain, if you believe God can fix your problem, if you believe God can provide a table in the wilderness, that's exactly what God will do. God will bring it from somewhere you have no idea. God can show up right on time, but He wants you to believe Him. Amen. Don't you limit him with your unbelief. There's no problem too big. There's nothing he can't solve. There's nothing he can't do. There's nothing he can't get. Listen, if you just believe. They limited the Holy One of Israel. They made boundaries. Man, I want to enlarge my square. How about y'all? I want God to do the impossible. Listen, he's got to put us in places where we can see that there's nothing impossible to him. Listen, the delinquent faith. But then, verse 5, or number 5, a dedicated fast. There's a dedicated fast. Jesus said unto them, Can you see the frustration, y'all? Can you see that? said the reason you couldn't do this was because of your unbelief verily i say unto you and by the way too if you go in that other gospel you'll find out when that when that dad brought that boy to him that he said he said the, the, the dad said this he said if you can do anything would you please do something and this is what jesus said he said do you believe All things are possible to him to believe. And he had, he had, he had more, more obedience than the disciples. He said, I believe, but help my unbelief. You know what we need to do this morning? We need to go nose deep in the fibers of this carpet and say, God, help my unbelief. You've, you've, you've met my need time and time and time again. The song says, how many times must I show how much I love you? How many times do I I need to show up when the bills come due? How many times do I need to show up in the doctor's office? How many times? What's it going to take for you to believe me? Lord, help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Then he says this, For verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, Ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place. And it shall remove, and, and nothing, nothing shall be impossible to you. How be it this kind. This kind. Church, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that our country's in a bad way. Doesn't take a rocket scientist to see that our Christian president, the first thing he signed was something to to, to fund abortions for anybody. I, I don't know how you could claim to be a Christian and do that, but it is what it is. Say so what well well well, let's see, 9/11 didn't get our attention. All the hurricanes didn't get our attention. All the floods in the Midwest didn't get our attention. Y'all with me? Afghanistan and Iraq didn't get our attention. Maybe if God will touch our pocketbook, that will get our attention. But where a man's treasure is, say it with me. You know what God's after? This kind of faith, mountain-moving faith, nothing shall be impossible to you, faith. How many of y'all want that? How many of y'all recognize the need for it right now? More and more layoffs. More and more layoffs. I'm telling you, I, I, I don't want y'all to think that I've been sitting in this building and and, and, and not, not doing everything I can to figure out how to help you. I'm your shepherd. I'm, I'm, I'm your spiritual guide. I'm, I'm the under-shepherd that God put here. And I've been praying and begging God, what do I need to, how can I help? And this is what God said. It's not necessarily that you need to pray for their jobs or their finances as much as you need to pray for their faith. Because if we get our finances back and our faith is not strengthened, we have failed. Because if we go through this test and we go through this difficulty and we go through this hardship and and all we have got back is our finances and our faith has not been strengthened and our faith has not grown and, and our faith has not been developed, then we went through the test for nothing. And God has been speaking to my heart this week. It's not about finances. It's about faith. Do you believe Him? Are you going to believe Him? Even when it looks dark, are you going to believe Him? Even when you can't see tomorrow, are you going to believe Him? He will provide your need. You're going to believe Him. Oh, I feel under conviction God has has answered prayers for me this week that I had no idea. I don't even know where they come from. I mean, it's just boom. And I believe God done that for me to help encourage me so I can encourage you. I promise you this. I don't know where it's going to come from. Preacher, I don't know how this is going to happen. You don't know where I am. I may not know where you are, but there is an all seeing eye in heaven that knows every step you take. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. There is a God in heaven who cares. Listen, He cares about you. He cares about every hair on your head. He has got them numbered. He cares about the sparrows, but He cares much more about you. Oh, ye of little faith. Let's believe Him, church. Let's believe Him. How are we going to get that kind of faith? Because I'll be honest with you. I don't have that kind of faith. I've been lacking in it. God showed me this week where I was lacking in that faith. What are you worried about, son? What are you fretting about? What? what listen, why are you losing your... Why are you getting all tore up about... Didn't, don't you believe me? And then when he did, four or five major prayer requests God answered me in about a three day span. And on top of that, took me to Carabas. For free. Y'all say, oh, that ain't me. Yeah, you say what you want. That's my favorite place of all time. Sir, Lord, Marsalis with mushrooms and gravy and everything. And I'm talking about we were in deep despair. And God, I'm talking about put the cherry on top of the cupcake, baby. Oh, God wouldn't do that. You keep believing that. And when God takes me back to Carrabba's, I'm going to say, nah, 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 nah. I didn't pay for it. God paid for it. You know what he was doing? See, I can, I can meet your needs and mess your diet up. Say amen. Oh, God's not, he just wants to, us to barely get by. Oh, really? The Bible says that he put, the, he put the trees in the garden. He put the trees in the garden that were good for food. That's for their survival. But then he put them in that was pleasant to the eye. Preacher, what are you saying? God's got the ability to take you to Carabbas in the middle of a recession. I see some of y'all, I, 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 can, I, can, I can feel unbelief. I can feel it. I, I can. I can sense unbelief. Well, you sit in your unbelief, and you eat your bologna, and I'm gonna eat carabas. Say amen. Now I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one of them. I'm, I didn't do it. It was. They called me. Called me. Are you listening? I'm not. not I'm not one of them. TV evangelists trying to dig anything out of you. My, I just want you to believe. I've not asked you for one dime. I'm not asked for one dollar. I just came this morning to worship. I just came this morning to share what God has done for me. I'm just telling you, we need to believe Him. Right. Yeah. We believe that God can speak the world into existence, but He can't pay for Carabbas. You see where we're at? We should, we should have no problems that, that God can meet our need. We should have no problems believing that we can solve other people's problems. Man, I'm telling you, God is real. God's power is real. There's nothing impossible to Him, but it will be limited by your belief. I need that kind. I need that kind. God, give me that kind of belief. I want to be able to say to that, that, that obstacle in my way, get out of here. I want to be able to say to that mountain in my way, get to yonder. I got things to do. Nothing shall be impossible to you. I want to see people saved. I want to see see homes put back together. I want to see lives touched. God says, well, if you believe me, then we can do that. Right in the middle, right in the middle of, of God helping me with this stuff listen got a phone call got a phone call brother Buchanan prayed called me from the hospital but they were visiting the situation and there was a problem and and they went to help him with it and and they said preacher this the doctors don't know what to do I said I do is that not exactly what I said I said I know what to do I just heard it God just told me a while ago you get in that room and you get everybody together and you pray believing. You pray. Don't you say, if God's will. God don't want that person to be sick. You pray and say, God, touch this person. And you believe. And I got down beside my bed right then, right that moment, and I prayed believing that God would touch that situation, that God would heal that person. And they're home today, ain't they? Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Yeah, Thank you, Lord, for revealing this to me. Some of y'all in here thinking, I've lost my mind. Some of y'all are in here thinking I've been watching too much TV. I ain't been watching any of it. The one I like ain't on no more. It ain't got, it ain't got anything to do with that. But you know what we've done? We've allowed a group of people that do do wrong and, and take things out of context and don't do what God says to do and try to use it to manipulate people and steal from people, They ain't nothing but charlatans and thieves. But we've allowed that crowd to mess with our belief in God. God is just as powerful to heal today as He ever was. God wants to heal today just like He always has. God wants to meet every need that we have. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, we need to believe God. How are we going to do that? This kind. How many of you want to believe like that? Well, this kind. Goeth not out, but by. That was, let me give you three steps, or three things. I ain't going to preach this. I told you, i got preaching out of the way. I want to share with you three things about fasting. God told me to do two things. With our uh, uh, financial situation for the economy and our families and what's going on, God told me to do two things. Write a letter and share the need. God told me to also have a corporate fast. There were times in the Bible, in the Old Testament, and in, in, in also in the New, when they would all get together and fast. But they were required to fast in the Old Testament one day, the Day of Atonement. But then there were times of emergency. There was a time of great need where the, they would have a corporate fast where everybody would fast. Now, I want you to write these quick things down, and, I, I'm, and it will be just a minute. It will be just a minute. Number one, the purpose of fasting. The purpose of fasting. Listen, fasting is not just not eating. That's called dieting. Fasting is when you forfeit something so you can focus on something else. When you forfeit food, when you forfeit entertainment, when you forfeit the TV, when you forfeit those things that that you feel like you need to set aside so you can focus on God, that is true fasting. The purpose of fasting is this. A, when there is great difficulty. When there is great difficulty. We know Esther... Esther, Queen Esther in the Bible, and she saved the Jewish nation when she went in. And the Bible said that she fasted three days. Neither did she eat food or drink water for three days because she was going, and she was going on a mission that could cost her her life. There was great difficulty. Daniel, Daniel, there excuse me, Elijah fasted when he was dealing with depression. Went 40 days. Hannah fasted when she was wanting a baby and desiring a baby. She would not eat anything. She would spend time focused on God and asking for her need. Daniel fasted when he needed an answer of prayer from God. Listen, he, he fasted 21 days. Not a full fast, it was what we call a Daniel fast. Nothing but vegetables and fruit and water. He would not get anything that he enjoyed, bread, no sweets, no anything, because he was chasing himself. He was showing God, I am serious about what I'm doing. God, I need to hear from you. Well, if we need to hear from God, God wants to, but sometimes it's going to take prayer and fasting. Daniel fasted when he needed an answer. Jesus fasted while he was being tempted of the devil. Paul recommended fasting for marital problems in 1 Corinthians. Listen, when there is great difficulty, when there is failure in your ministry, when what you used to do does not work anymore, when what is not working for you now, it may take fasting and prayer. The purpose of fasting, when there's great difficulty, not only that, but when there's a growing desire. Listen, you don't just have to fast or need to fast when there's just a problem. How many of y'all have ever heard the man, uh, Dr. Adrian Rogers? Unbelievable preacher. I mean, he had an anointed voice. You understand? He talked like a man of God. I mean, he just did, not he? I mean, just his voice was just so powerful. And Pastor uh, Bellevue, I believe it's Bellevue, isn't it Bellevue Baptist Church in Memphis, Tennessee? Me and Brother Buchanan and Miss Katie and my wife went in that place. See, y'all go into, y'all go into Bass Pro Shops and, 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 and I go into places like Bellevue. And I just, just amazed. At, just an unbelievable place. Just an unbelievable place. You know, he's in heaven now. He's in heaven. And he was asked in, in the, the latter part of his ministry, the latter part of his ministry, said said doctor rogers do you have any regrets after all that he'd seen after all that he had done after everything he had gone through after everything he'd experienced and everything that God had done for him i mean stuff that i probably won't ever see in my lifetime do you know what his response was do you have any regrets doctor doctor rogers he said i wished i would have taken more risks you know what he was saying I wished I'd have believed God for more I wished I'd have just believed God How many of y'all have ever heard of Dr. Lee Robertson? Wow What a man of God Built Tennessee Temple University, Tennessee Temple Church Listen Way up into his 90's Serving God, preaching The man with the double-breasted suit had at one time, I think, one of the largest Sunday schools in the world. He said, Dr. Robertson, do you have any regrets? He said, I wish I had more faith. All of this that was accomplished, and he said, I wish I had more faith. look back this week at what God done for me I said man why didn't I have more faith why didn't I just believe God here I am sitting in the blessing sitting in the answer to prayer and almost too convicted to enjoy it because I sat there why didn't Listen, if you have a great growing desire to know him more, to know him at a deeper level, to have the kind of faith that it takes to move mountains, fasting and prayer. The purpose of fasting, then number two, the pattern of fasting. This is what I want to share with you. Some of you signed up back there on the calendar. We've called for a fast our, to pray for our families and our church. And, <clears throat> And we today we're starting today with a forty day fast. Different people, different people have signed up uh, for a different day uh, for this during this forty day fast. And 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 some of us Rachel, How do I fast? Never fasted before. What do I do? How do I fast? Well, there's different kinds of fast. Let me let me give you just a couple, and then and then we'll go to number three. First, there's a, there's a normal fast. Write that down. There's a normal fast. What is a normal fast? A normal fast is no solid food, just water or juice. No solid food. Some say just water, but whatever your conviction is. A normal fast is you, you do without food. You set aside that time and spend the time when you normally would be eating. Spend the time when you normally do that, that you would focus on God in prayer and asking God to move. Then B, there's an absolute fast. There's an absolute fast, no food or water. I want to caution you with this. i don't recommend this one. There were some that went, did this and, and Moses on the mount, but it was through supernatural intervention. If you do this kind of fast, I don't recommend you do it in more than three days. If you do, consult a doctor and see what they say, but I don't, I, don't, I don't recommend this one. But then see, there's a Daniel fast. There's a Daniel fast. Daniel fasted. He said, I will not. He, he did not eat meat. He did not eat bread. He, it was basically fruits, vegetables, and water. He was chasing himself 21 days, 21 days he spent in prayer and asking God to answer his question, to, to answer his prayer. Then there's a television or entertainment fast. A television or entertainment fast. Setting aside time from entertainment, seeking God only. There's a lot of that stuff you need to fast from anyhow. And I would recommend this, whatever your day is for fasting, uh, I, I, I'm 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 praying about the 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 full the normal fast. That's what I'm going to be doing. I want you to pray about it and see what God have you to do. I I would recommend that, and let's just show God we're serious. We're serious about wanting faith, wanting to believe, wanting God's touch on our lives. But even with that, I would I would encourage you to set aside that whole day consecrated to God. No, no TV, no entertainment, no anything. You're setting your side. You're sanctifying that day in yourself, holy to God. And I promise you this: God will answer our prayer. Listen, you choose them. You do whatever you need to do. I know there are some that are. Uh, 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 help me, Miss Barry. Diabetic. There are some with uh, uh, diabetic problems and issues. Consult your doctor. Tell them what you want to do. That you and, and and follow their instructions and in how to do that. I know all those things are, are there. Listen, it's what you're determining in your heart. You say, well, how long? Uh, that depends on you. We are calling for a day each each uh, family or each person that signs up and volunteers. We're calling for that day, and and uh, but there are three day fasts. Uh, uh, there were those that Paul fasted three days, uh, Daniel twenty one days, uh, 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 Moses forty days, Jesus forty days. Uh, It just just depends on what you want from God and you want God to do for you. Listen, this corporate fast, I'm asking you to do a full fast for that day. Sanctify that day to God and pray for the finances, pray for the faith of our families in our church. If you're with me, say amen. Number three. And remember this, this. Write this down somewhere right there in big letters. Big letters. It's not about forfeiting, it's about focus it's not just about forfeiting it's about focus number three what was number one? number two? number three write this down, we see the product of fasting the product of fasting I believe there will be a strengthened faith. Just talking about this, just going into this subject, Brother Buchanan, there may have been a day that I would have told you, let's let's pray that God's will be done. When we know what God's will is. But see, that's a good cop-out for unbelief. In case it don't happen, we got an out. Are y'all with me? And for... Right then, just studying this, right when you called, I'm telling you, I had all the confidence in it. I know what to do. We need to pray right now. It will strengthen our faith. It will strengthen our faith. It will give us the faith we need to accomplish what God has called us to accomplish. Now, not only that, there will be a sustaining force. B, there will be a sustaining force. I read a story. And I'll say this, and we'll pray. I read a story of a a policeman in England. Aren't they called bobbies? Isn't that what in England? All right, Uh, they—they're not allowed to have guns. They just outlawed it, and and beware—it's coming. But they're not allowed to have handguns or nothing, so they carry sticks. Sticks. They got. Uh, different things that, that can help them with that, but they're not allowed to carry firearms. Uh, in this story, and this was this was a true story. Uh, they had there's a law that at a certain time on on Saturday evenings that they had to shut the pubs down, and they would have to go in and their and their job was to go through each one and talk to the the person that run the pub to make sure that hey at a certain time that they're going to be closing down, and they had they made their rounds around the city. Well, they went to one, and, 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 and it was just about empty, and they talked with the, the owner and went to the next and went to the next one, went to the next one. The next. Well, they walked into one that was jam-packed. I'm talking about they walked into one. I mean, there was gorillas everywhere. I'm talking about not just mean guys, big guys. I'm talking about what the kind uh, with scars and, and, and tattoos. No offense, Steve. Amen. Tattoos and everything. I'm talking about the mean-looking kind. And they walked in, and you ever seen in the western where you walk in the door and everybody, the music stops and it just, how many of y'all know with me? Come on. it's exactly what happened. They walked in, and they said they all gathered around them. They said they tried to make their way as, as best they could to, the, to, the, to, the, to the, the, the counter and talk to the owner. They turned around. And old Scarface was right in his face, nose to nose. Said, Don't you even think about shutting this place down. So he just moved on past him, went out the door, as humble as he could, got out the door and called the captain. Well, the captain didn't care for that too much. And the captain called reinforcements. And the captain, uh, listen, they had 25 or 30 big policemen that came up and said, let's try this again. So here they go now with the captain in the front and the two officers behind the captain walk in, the doors fly open, and everybody turns and looks, but there's something different this time. Because you got the big captain in the front, And you got all the reinforcements behind. This man said every one of them got up, dropped their head, and walked out the building. Even old Scarface. What's the point? You're going to go through your ministry in your life, and there's going to be things that's easy to you. But then you're going to run into one, That you're going to need the captain and reinforcement. And praying is okay. But you might have to call in fasting to bring in reinforcement. Listen, God's going to give us power to do what we're supposed to do. you have any question whatsoever, we've got the sign-up sheet in the back. Some have asked me where it was at. It's in the far corner on the far side. Uh... Uh, Brother Dorgan, get somebody Brother Dustin or somebody, demand that to Stand there so, so he could direct traffic If you want to sign up for one of them days Say, well all the days are filled up Doesn't matter, doesn't matter Sign up on another day and, and more than one person More than one church member can fast and pray on that day And let's see God move How many of y'all believe God's going to move in this day? I do too I do too I'm so excited, I'm telling you I, I, There's no telling what God's going to do Now listen, it's already working. It's already working. Now, you have any questions, you see me or Brother Doyle and we'll help you with that. Any any of these guys up on the platform will help you with your questions. We'll help you with this. Say, but I'm not a member, but I want God's power. That's okay. You ain't got to have your name on this roll. If you know Jesus, you can have it too. Listen, sign up. Sign up. There's a couple squares that's empty, I think, and you can sign in them, or, or like I said, sign with somebody else, and we're going to see God move. Church, say Amen. amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed.